Good morning, if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Psalm 128, starting to read at verse 1. Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to him. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots round your table. Yes, this will be the blessing for the man who fears the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you live to see your children's children. Peace be on Israel. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you now that as we come to this psalm that you will just lead us through it and teach us what you would have us know as we gather together in your name and in the name of Jesus. We ask your blessing upon us here now. Amen. Well, this is quite a short psalm and I've titled it this morning, The Lord Will Provide. You know, it's the time of year when we receive the leaflets through our door from our political party representatives canvassing for our vote in the local elections and they're to be held on the 6th of May. They will be offering to bring us a better way of life in a fairer and a more stable society. I'm not criticising or belittling their sincerity and I endorse their efforts as I am in most cases thankful for the work that they do in offering to represent us in local government. We would all welcome improvements to society, the society in which we live. But here's a question, where do we begin? Does it begin with whatever political leader is in power? You may say, as many do, that it must start with the individual. Well, as we think about these things, let's have a look at the psalm this morning and see what it's saying to us. So Psalm 128, verse 1. Blessed are all who fear the Lord and who walk in obedience to him. Who is this psalmist speaking about? Who is he speaking to? And what is he saying? Well, he's speaking about the Lord. He's speaking to one who fears the Lord. And he is telling this person that his blessings come to him from the Lord. Notice here, the first step towards these blessings is fear the Lord. That is to acknowledge who the Lord is and then we are to walk in obedience to him and also when we do that we walk with him. Now in the days that this psalm was written the Lord had revealed himself to the nation of Israel through the law that he'd given to Moses and today we have the fulfilment of that law in the death of Jesus. Now we've just celebrated Easter And on the day that we call Palm Sunday, Jesus rode into Jerusalem. And some of the people who saw this might have asked the question, Who is Jesus? Many people today might ask, Who is Jesus? You know, it's a sad fact that many in our day do not know that Easter is not just another name for a holiday. And there are many who do not know anything about who Jesus is. 
with that in mind, I want to turn to Psalm 24, verse 7 through to 10. As we read this psalm and we think about what happened on that Palm Sunday as Jesus rode in to Jerusalem. Lift up your heads, you gates, be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates, lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is he, this King of glory? The Lord Almighty, he is the King of glory. So this psalm here is a psalm that's speaking about Jesus. Jesus is the King of glory. And Jesus wants to come into our lives. Matthew 11, verse 28, this is what Jesus said. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You see, the burden that each of us carry is the burden of sin. And in his death, Jesus lifted that burden and took it upon himself. If we know Jesus as our saviour and if we walk in obedience to him, he will bring us into the presence of God the Father. We will come in as sinners, but sinners who have been saved by grace. And that act that Jesus did that Easter time, through that act, we are well blessed. Proverbs 1 verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. You see, this psalm that we're looking at this morning is about an individual, an individual who has put his trust in the Lord, an individual who we can refer to as a believer. So we come to verse 2. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. What the psalmist is saying here is the same as the writer in Ecclesiastes was telling us when he said that without the Lord in our labours, then our labours are meaningless. But with the Lord, our labours are blessings. Verse 3 of the psalm. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. You will now begin to see that this is a family song. Remember that as a psalm of ascents, a song being sung by families as they were traveling together to worship the Lord in the temple at Jerusalem. And a poetic reference is a reminder that in the days that the psalm was written, grapes and olives were important to the welfare and the well-being of the people. The grapes, the fruit, were food, and they could also make from them wine. And the olives were also fruit, and from them they had oil for cooking and oil for the lights. And the picture here is bringing to us a strong family bond. The husband, the wife, and the children. So verse 4, Yes, this will be the blessing for the man who fears the Lord. You see, the man is blessed, his family are blessed, and his family are blessing him. Let me come to verse 5. May 
the Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Do you see the progression here in this psalm? It's first of all the man, his family. A man is blessed, his family will be blessed. The people in the city of Jerusalem will be blessed. And where are the blessings coming from? Well, in that verse, from Zion. What is Zion? That is the place where the Lord was dwelling with his people in the days that the psalm was written. So the blessings are from the Lord. And then in verse 6, May you live to see your children's children. Peace be on Israel. The blessings will continue through the children. And the country will be blessed. Israel will have peace. The peace in knowing what the Lord has done for them, the nation of Israel. Now, we all would welcome improvements to the society in which we live. But as we said at the beginning, where do we begin? <laughs> Does it begin with whatever political leader or party that we have in power? What does the Lord say about that? Well, let's stay with the first Easter. As Jesus stood before Pilate, Pilate, a man of authority, who was about to learn from the lips of Jesus that that power that he had was given to him by God. And an implication of that is that Pilate is responsible before God for how he would use his authority. Let's go to John chapter 19 and read verse 10 and 11. First of all, Jesus speaks to Pilate. Or Pilate, I'm sorry, Pilate speaks to Jesus. Do you refuse to speak to me, Pilate said? Don't you realize I have power either to free you or to crucify you? Jesus answered, You would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. So Pilate is guilty in what he is about to do, and also the so-called religious leaders were even more guilty about what they have done. But here is a reminder for everyone who considers themselves to be in a position of authority. We'll go to Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So Jesus, the Lord, is the one who has all authority. And let's have a reminder from the Apostle Paul to those who are in authority and those under authority. Romans 13, 1 and 2. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Maybe it will say that the better society starts with the individual. Now that we've looked at the uh, political leaders of our day. But what does the Lord say about the individual? 
Well, James 4, verse 17. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. You see, what that is saying is one of the things what it's saying is that individuals, we as individuals, do have a part to play in the improvement of society. But the psalmist is not saying that that is where we should start. So where does he say we should start? John 14, verse 6, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is saying... It starts with the Lord, then the individual, the family, the children, the locality, then the nation. This is where the individual has to start. Luke 10 verse 27. He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. The psalm says, Blessed are all who fear the Lord. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Your family, your city, your nation. And he finishes also, May the Lord bless. That's in verse 5. And I started this morning with a reference to the local election to be held in England on May the 6th. And I've been reading the political flyers that our prospective political candidates have posted in the area where I live. And all of them quite rightly having a desire to be in a position to improve society. But it is the Lord who is the only one who can improve humanity. That's why it starts with the Lord then it becomes the individual. One political strapline on those brochures that I read was, I would love to have an influence in my town. Well, that's great. But you know, the Lord has greater plans. Matthew 24, verse 14, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. Another of those political straplines was, I strongly believe we need better representatives. That's a good one, isn't it? But you know, we as believers have a better representation from the one who is the Lord. 1 Timothy 2 verse 5 For there is one God, and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus. And this is how Jesus will represent those of us who believe and have trusted in him. John 14 verse 1 to 4. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way 
to the place where I am going. So let's be encouraged this morning by this psalm, that it is of God. And then we as individuals have a responsibility to respond to what God has done when he gave his son to die in our place. And then, through that blessing that we have, others can also be blessed. And those blessings are there, not just for our locality, not just for our city or our nation. They are there for the world because it's God who loves the world and it's God who gave his son for us to believe in. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for these few thoughts we've had this morning surrounding this psalm and we ask that you continue to bless us and that that we will be blessed by knowing you and by serving you. And we bring this morning to you in the name of Jesus. Amen.